Welcome, welcome one and all, guys. Man, it's been busy for us for the past week or two. We had a real crazy week this week, but we won't get into that. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Just work being work and life being life. Yeah, you know, definitely. This, this is America and it's fullest. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you guys are listening to the Co-op Champions. We are a sort of a um, actual play podcast. And by that, I mean... We go pretty much, we try to go week by week and talk about what we do in certain video games. And as of right now, this first season is that of Baldur's Gate 3. So yeah, we're picking up where we last left off. I am Ryan. You can find me on all different types of social medias, mostly as your average Ryan. I'm here with my wonderful co-host. It is Carefree, the one and only. Or Keon, you can find me at my socials on Instagram at Carefree Music, on TikTok at the Carefree Spirit, and you can find me on all streaming platforms. Find my music at Carefree with a K. I remember that Carefree with a K at the beginning, all of it. That's mm-hmm. my Snapchat too. If you ain't trying <laughs> to Snapchat me, I mean, whatever. I'm cool. And when we blow up, you're gonna have to. You're gonna change, have to change that. <laughs> Yes, but sir. yeah, we've had we've had a crazy week or two. It's been interesting. You know, we missed let's let's just face the elephant in the room, shall we? We missed a week. And that's that's our bad, you know. You know, yeah. life gets in the way and, and uh we appreciate everybody that's stuck with us so far and listened. It's been it's been fun so far and I hope you guys stick with us. Yes, sir. You know, looking at those analytics and those numbers, you know, keep listening keep you know interact with the polls and enjoy it man it's a, been a journey so far even though this is what the fourth episode but mm-hmm. you know it's getting getting them some traction you know we had our week of turbulence just with life in general and with time have more self-discipline to even when you're tired of going through it to push mm-hmm. through it but also you know, I'm all about applying more pressure, but also got to get your rest. So the balance and active life. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, we have we've kind of slowed down on playing the game. We're almost the show's almost catching up to where we are in the in the game a little bit. I don't know if we've done that subconsciously or consciously, but I think it's it's good in a way that we're we're slowing down a little bit with it. I don't we're not we're not super far ahead. We're all we're still in act two we've only done i think we're a dungeon extra than where we are in the in the podcast currently um Mm -hmm. but you know it's it's good but uh i am worried that you know we're gonna hit that hit that point where we're just gonna get our asses beat by a boss you know that's (laughs) just gonna stump us because look we've had we've had some close calls these past past couple uh, (laughs) uh game nights you know but um, we'll we'll get into that later. Uh, definitely. So yeah, we we left off with we defeated we defeated Ethel. It wasn't yeah. the cleanest. It wasn't the cleanest win. Um, mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't get the loot off of it. Um, that's my bad. Uh, we didn't save the girl. That's also my bad. Uh, <laughs> we uh uh oh, we ended man. up killing some red caps. You know. Uh, that As was, I got murked. 
yeah yeah that was that was a tough one but you know you, you came back from it you came back strong uh every time man so yeah then we uh so i guess where we're gonna pick up with this episode is we have mentioned i think either in episode number three the previous episode or episode number two uh that we had seen um a dragon with some gith hanging out on a uh on a bridge and we were like you know what we're not gonna we're not gonna bother that we're not gonna face with that now in Baldur's gate three you are given the choice to either go in the underdark or go through the mountaintop and uh you know I don't know what it was, but I was like, I really, I'm not feeling the Underdark right now. So we, we discussed it and we decided to go through the mountaintop. So across that bridge it was. Um, and Helena, she steps up to these Gith people and their dragon, which is like, honestly, terrifying. Um, but we step up there and Helena starts talking to them and they're, you know, they're being Gith. They're very just like rude and, and disrespectful and, uh. Uh, as much as Helena does not like that, I knew that's not a fight that that we could win. Yeah. Um, so I did my best to try to persuade. Um, I used the the fighter option that had popped up, and luckily we were able to convince them enough to respect us to let us through. Yeah. And so that's that's ultimately what happened. And then when you get past them. The game asks you, "Are you sure? Yeah, are you sure you haven't done everything?" Yeah, uh, I, uh, I'm gonna cut you off, but I yeah. asked, since we didn't have, you know, in our game, we didn't have Lizelle, um, continuously throughout, you know, the story, Lizelle gets a lot more things revealed to her about the crash and the Gith Yankee, and obviously, I could say spoiler alert, but if you listen and then. You already live with the spoilers anyway. The queen, yeah, that should be a the, given at this point. Yeah, the Undying Queen. Yeah, so she started learning about all of this stuff. And the first moment of kind of doubt you see in her is when you approach them. You approach them and she's having a conversation back and forth. You can either talk or you can allow Lizelle to talk. And usually in my playthrough, that's what I did. I let her talk and... I know there's a moment where you can get um, an insight check where you can tell, I forgot his name, but that he's lying and he's not going back to talk to the queen or wherever he was going. He was off to do some ulterior motives or some shit. But yeah, she talks to him and gets through to him sometimes because you can motion to her to lie and not talk about the artifact. And if she fails that check, then you got to fight. So... And we had to fight, and we got our asses whooped. So I went went away from it, and I came back again. I said, all right, I'm going to try again. And I went through the same thing, but this time she passed it. And we was able to get through, and she was acting as if we were her slaves and stuff. It was funny, but well, it was really scary, not funny. But it's funny now seeing the differences in the encounter with Lizelle and without her. I'd definitely say if you plan. And you have a chance. Save Lazelle. Just because her story is pretty pretty interesting. And I'm excited to see where, where it goes further. Because in my solo game, which 
I halt it because I'm trying to keep all the games in sync with each other, so I don't get too far ahead or know too much about it. Because like to experience that firsthand with Ryan as we traverse mm-hmm. all the craziness that's happening in Baldur's Gate Three. But um, personally, yeah. personally, she's not missed. I mean I get it she probably grows on you but she was just so awful in the beginning I'm glad Shadowheart did what she did I'm glad Shadowheart slit her through and killed her ass that's gonna be the pole right there (laughs) act 2 Lazel bro whenever you play through it again if you ever play through it solo and you know I'm a I'm a fighter too. Like Helena, that's one of her her classes. She's a fighter. So Lizelle in that area is not really, not really needed. I mean, mm. story wise, you know, she's probably useful in some things. But as far as like her battle tactician wise, you know, we we need that more that variety. Hey, if if anything, based off. Yeah, campaign you DM that I'm a player in. You can never have enough fighters. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but as we've discussed, Baldur's Gate, as much as people like to say, oh yeah, it's it's just like D D, Baldur's Gate it's, is not D not. It is it's not at all. Now that the kind of the lore of it not the lore of it and the luster is kinda of fading away, you know, as you play through things, you kinda of like, okay, okay. I'm like, okay, I see. I see. It's a great, great game. One of the best games I've played. But it's, it's certainly not D&D. But you know what I think it is? I have, like, a lot more knowledge. And like we said in the last episode, you can see it narrowing in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I can. The headcanon in my brain of all the things I thought I would be able to do, like the illusion of choice. Now I know mm-hmm. it's going to direct you this way anyway, but you can't, and like the the changes and choices are like huge drastic things, which is cool. And I'm sure there's probably little small things you can do that can change the course of the game. But we'll probably say this every episode. The game is fun. I suggest you play it, enjoy it, fall in love with it because what they did was amazing. But if you go in with, you think you're going to get a one-to-one experience and the world is your oyster and you can do absolutely anything, you're going to be, you're going to set yourself yeah. up for disappointment, which I mean, you shouldn't go in like that anyway, because that's kind I mean, of delusional. Yeah. But the way people have put yeah, the, the game out there mm-hmm. and kind of pushed it and people that you may trust that reviewed the game may have been like, it's so amazing. Da, 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 da. Got your head. You're going to fill you up with these fantasies. And um, just don't want you to go in thinking it's a perfect game and then you get disappointed because I read the Reddit and get the mm. notifications and I kind of see how people are feeling about it. Well, they still yeah. like it more than Starfield. So there's that. You know, the, and that's, that's another thing. Like Starfield's taking over. So a lot of people are, are shifting their attention to to that because i mean people have been waiting forever for that game not to get sidetracked on uh, starfield too much um the fact that like just yeah there was so much hype surrounding this game 
and then on top of uh honestly the camera angles are some ass like mm. these mm-hmm. the camera angles sometimes it's just like what why why are you taking me back upstairs where there's nothing up here even if a character's not available because sometimes it does that and we've run into plenty of glitches and some of that's helped us um but at the same time it's just there's the camera angles really just irk my nerves and like divinity has some bad camera angles at times but honestly i think the I think Baldur's Gate has worse camera angles because it it'll zoom you out sometimes in certain areas. Um, if if there's too many people in a combat, the the screen blinks in and out as it's trying to take you around to everybody that's doing stuff. It's really uh, it's got it's, it definitely has its issues. And when it first came out, everybody was hyped up on this game so much that it was like. Oh my God! This game, this—it nothing can go wrong, you know. Yeah, they gave it that perception of perfection. Which, mm-hmm. if you—if anybody tell you something is perfect, raise the eyebrow. Yeah, it's not rose-colored glasses. Is this game game of the year? Probably. Oh yeah, definitely. Ain't, ain't nothing I mean, fucking what, with it. What? What's? Who's going against it? I mean, I think the the one that. The game that's come out so far this year that that could really give it a run for its money that people were hyped up on is uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I I didn't play it. I'm not really a big Zelda fan. Um, hey, hey, I think yeah. that I think that new Spider-Man game come out later this year, and that oh, thing yeah. looked like it, that, it looked like it might be crazy. Ending a lot of yeah, y'all. you you. That's the thing though. It's a it's an exclusive, so. Yeah, that really, that really hurts it. Yeah, I think. I mean, Starfield's an exclusive too, so that might hurt it. But but, you know, Bethesda hasn't released a good game since Skyrim. Sky. Well, that's the thing; Uh, they keep just shoveling down Skyrim in our throats. Yeah, because Fallout Four was a disappointment to me personally. Yeah, Fallout Four, and then um, yeah. I enjoy ESO. 70, what is it? Seventy four. Oh, Fallout seventy six. Oh God, yeah, seventy six. Not good. Yeah, our friend loved that game. I don't see you. What the hell he saw in it? Yeah, it's just boring. Yeah, boring game. Anyway, we all right. We've gone on too far of a tangent. Uh, <laughs> where do we leave off? We we uh, went into went to the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. This is where we really started to get our 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 butts handed to us a little bit in some combats. Um, you know, you don't really have a lot to explore when you first come through. There's like this small little area you can either go like I think left, like up and left, or you can go like down and towards the right, which will lead you to um lead you to a monastery. But uh, I think before we did that, we ended up going over there to the left side. And if you haven't played this game yet, and uh, you know you're not caring about spoilers, let me go ahead and tell you: those Death Shepherds mm-hmm. were a pain. They were a pain in the tail because of the fact that one, I think we were kind of just under leveled fighting. Yeah, them. and yeah. Then the fact that they just had. They they were able to constantly res each other back up, and that was the we couldn't kill them fast enough, and that's what it is. And like you you couldn't focus on their minions 
you had to focus on them, but even if you focused on them and you got one down, it would just res the uh res the the main guy that you got back up, you know. Mm-hmm. So and yeah. then they had so many resistances. Yeah. It was just it was a tough fight. Needless to say, we uh we got beat a lot with that yeah. encounter and we ended up deciding we were going to leave that alone. Yeah, because initially what happened was when we first got there, we hit that big old elevator thing that takes you across mm-hmm. the way. And then we get over there and we hear the voice from the artifact telling us not to li- deal with this area. We saw those, um, like some gnomes got killed by the gift Yankee. Um, and uh, yeah. then we saw those drunk kobolds. And after that, I jumped through the window. After that, we was like, you know what? We're going to listen to the voice. We're not going to deal with these, the gift. Uh, and we left. We talked about the woman with the eggs, right? Trying to steal the eggs. I think we did. Actually, no, I don't think I don't think we did. Um, yeah. So, yeah, as soon as you go in that area, too, there's that lady lurking. And <laughs> you you talk to her, and she's basically talking about she wants to steal um, gift eggs, right? And uh, I'm a, Hel- Helena's a paladin. So you're talking about stealing these babies. And shit, and uh, no, no, Helena's yeah. like, nah, nah, I ain't gonna do that. So, <laughs> we we ended up killing that lady. I think her name was Esther. Esther. Uh, uh, that sounds familiar, but I'm gonna be honest with you, she did not last so long for me to remember her name. Nah, she got she got cleaned up pretty pretty quickly, and I think us cleaning her up, we was like, oh yeah, we're good, and then we we got that humbling experience mm-hmm. up, the, up the damn road. So yeah, that happened. Then we went up the road, got our asses spanked. Uh, no, we did that. Went to the crest, saw what was going on there, listened to the voice, left because we was gonna keep on moving. Can't get past the shepherds because we kept getting our asses beat. And I was like, I was like, man, we could probably beat them. We guys gotta get right position. And we tried a couple times. Mm-hmm. And, we got um, close a couple times. Yeah, and I feel like we could have done it, but we'd have had to get like good RNG and all yeah. that, all that craziness. So we was just like, I said, man, you want to just look at the crush? And he was like, Ryan was like, yeah, let's go. So, and I'm glad we did because yeah, that was a better option. It was a lot of content over there. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. Things are not. Things just do not go well for Helena. She got the hag's eye. Um, as we get further into the crush. Uh, she just she ends up getting some debuffs along that way, and then just things just uh, just misfortune has befallen Helena since the moment we've crossed over into the mountains. I mean, um, it's continuing to this day. <laughs> yeah, to this day. But yeah, we end up going into that monastery. Well, let's talk about that cutscene, right? So you go to that to that area. You come across these cut scenes. They're um the these people these gnomes that are or gob are they gnomes or goblins? They were gnomes. They, they were gnomes. Okay. Yeah. So they failed the absolute or whatever the general. Yeah. The, they 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 failed in some way, right? It wasn't the absolute. They failed um the gith general, correct? Yeah. And so then they ended up killing them right then and there, which. At the time, I was like, man, I wish we could have 
we could have uh, interrupted that, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't realize that down there at the left-hand side, sometimes an attack button um, is available for you to just jump right into the into the cutscene and interrupt it. But we didn't do that. We ended up watching these gnomes just get murdered, and then they ran the the gith ran back into the uh, their monastery, and we had to break in through the window and come across all these drunken kobolds um most of them knocked out mm-hmm. that was a pretty fun encounter yeah everything on fucking fire yeah it reminded me of our our divinity our divinity man, God, man. I, if you i think everybody has that same experience with divinity everything's on fire <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah um yeah well that encounter was fun uh I just remember a lot of fire. Uh, you know, we cleaned them up pretty easy. Yeah, they got smacked. It wasn't an issue. I remember we was walking up. Um, Leona's sea invisibility thing kept popping up over her head. And we figured out what that was a bit later as we continued um, up. Because it's like a slight obstacle course I I vaguely remember. To get up there to that um next level, or maybe that was that higher level. But I know eventually on that second floor, there's a door, and it has all these um cat-looking creatures that have like um magic mm-hmm. uh, allergies, or so, like they're allergic to magic, and like when you attack them, it uh gets some type of effect. I cheesed it though, cause I just WASD through the wall and then just examined them. I thought, oh, okay. And we decided we're not going to deal with that. Yeah, we, didn't, <laughs> so, we didn't bother them cats. On the off chance that we got fucked up by a bunch of cats, we couldn't yeah. come up here to you guys and be like, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> we got messed up by these cats. Yeah, yeah. Got scratched up. Yeah, we continued forward. Uh, we saw. I remember there was like a little cutscene where the um, Gith Yankee was downstairs talking. And I think they just gave you inform- kind of like inferred where they were hidden, like down below. So you can, um, you will know where to go. And um, there was the room with the stained glass. And it's like a little puzzle that teach you how to, uh, and apparently you get a weapon from it. But I think we were just trying to continue on. So we didn't really interact with that puzzle too much but i even like figured it out i said oh i said based off these deities and this stained glass is like based off what weapon you need to have on these pedestals but we was like whatever and we just kept it pushing mm-hmm. we ran yeah into, hindsight um, we probably should have done that would have got uh, some cool weapons off of it because our yeah. uh, our buddy he uh he's playing through it now and um he's doing his own like his own save and uh he's he's constantly updating us on all this cool gear that he's been getting he's he's a completionist so you know he's yeah. he's going to he's going to do all that stuff um but you know we we just kept on pushing like you said mhm then we uh then we went up and we broke through that wall didn't we or did did we go through it do we go past it? So I know there was a fractured, broken like wall you can break once you go outside, and it had that sentinel guardian just sitting there floating in front of a weapon. 
I know when I played. Um, I don't it. remember that, so we might not. Do you get that weapon? Uh, I think if you, I know when I went back through, I knocked it down, and I think I didn't try to get the weapon because that thing outleveled me, and I didn't want to fight it. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, if I try and get that, I'm gonna have to fight it. But our buddy, when I asked him, I was like, "Did you have to fight that that uh, sentinel thing?" And he didn't know what I was talking about. So maybe you can get the weapon without. Uh, engaging with that that sentinel yeah. armor because uh i know yeah i don't we didn't we definitely didn't get it because uh the last time the last weapon that i got that was actually useful um that helena uses is the that great sword that um that draw lady had in uh in the goblin camp that's she's still rocking with that sword you didn't pick up that um psychic sword? Mm-mm. What psychic and this, sword? And this fight that's about to happen? In the um In the crush? You know no, that fight, I didn't, that no, fight no, we no. kept having? Cause that's why you gave um Carlac the flame blade, because you switched over. You know that might be what I'm thinking of then. No, the sword I don't think it's not a. it doesn't have any psychic damage to it. The sword I've got is um Shoot, I'd have to look at it now, but basically it gives her... Mm. I don't even remember right now. I'd have to look at it. My bad. Uh, you probably, you switched, you got the blade from um, Vilkus, Valkus, whatever his name is. Is that the one you got? The one who do like the psychic It's mental... called Soul Catcher or something? Soul Crusher? Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. It's, yeah. It's not, I... it's okay. It's not great. It's not that great. Just it's just okay, but yeah, you continue to move down, and uh, I don't even believe you ran into into any enemies. Oh, I found out where those eagles were in my own playthrough. Nice. I was wondering where those were because um, after we before we went into the monastery, and uh, we went to go fight those death shepherds. Uh, Will talked to a blue jay and that blue jay was pretty pissed at some eagles because it wanted to get into that tower but we could never uh we didn't really look but at the same time um didn't come across by chance either uh those eagles so yeah it's just a random vine that's hanging down that you would probably miss if you mm-hmm. if you weren't just aware of it and i was i said what is this i clicked it and i climbed up it was like two big ass eagles up there, and I turned my ass around. That's too bad, cause I wonder if it would have given us something pretty neat. I'm sure it would have. If Absolutely. if I ever go back through it again, I'll uh, I'll go there and fight those eagles. Could we turn? Happens. Could we turn around potentially? Yeah, well, we at right at? now. We yeah, can we turn might. Around. You might have to. You might have to show me where that is, and then we'll report back. Because I did want to do that mission for the that that blue jay. I felt bad for that blue jay. Yeah, because as of right now, we can even go back to uh, the other area. Yeah, I mean, technically, if you still want, if you wanted to go to the underdark, we could still go. Yeah, yeah, but then uh, you had told me, or maybe it was our buddy, um, some somebody had told me that it was better to do the mountain pass first and then go into the the underdark. Yeah. I, so yeah, I mean. If if you ever want to experience the Underdark, you know, 
we can still go. I think by the, it, it, I don't know for sure, but I would assume once you hit Act Three, it will uh, cut off all the areas. But oh yeah, well yeah. I mean, now that we've, I mean, we still gotta go look for something. Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we we continue to go down and go down and. Ryan's doing his looting, and I'm just moving along, looking at my equipment and stuff. Yeah, I'm a looter in this game for sure. And eventually, we get to the crash. Yep, get to the crash. All them rude-ass gith in there talking to us, talking down to us. And we had to figure out if we were going to go left or right. I don't remember which rooms we hit first. Didn't really, we did, we talked to a few people and then we, we kind of just by happenstance ended up in, um, that scientist room, um, uh, Gustil Strogan, Strogan, Storgan, (laughs) (laughs) still fantasy name, the gift scientist. Yeah, Gustil Strogonoff. (laughs) Strogonoff. Broken off. Yeah, but uh yeah, we ran into her and we had a, a interesting encounter. I believe Helena did most of the talking. Yeah, I thought she was gonna be pretty chill to be honest. Um and she was gonna help us out. You know, she offers us to get in that that big machine. What's it called? Um it starts with a V. Belkis or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So basically I'll what this machine's up. supposed to be able to do is uh you get in it and if you get a parasite in your head um since yes if you get a parasite in your head it's supposed to be able to extract it and because we got a special parasite in her head it did not want to uh, it didn't want to take it out basically or the the worm didn't want to come out and helena just ended up failing that first roll and then every roll after that was just bad the amount of like that that reminds me too the amount of charisma rolls in this game is ridiculous like every <laughs> role is a charisma based role helena is not a charisma but i'm gonna have to go in there and uh, and respect her to where she has at least a, a flat zero on her charisma mm-hmm. but yeah anyway uh i don't i don't necessarily think that was a charisma role well, while she was in that machine, but it it blew up on her, and uh, it gave her some debuffs. I don't remember what the debuffs are, but I just remember being kind of bummed out because she she got those those perma debuffs. I think it yeah. it lowered her overall health or something like that, so yeah. she's slightly less tanky or something. Anyway, uh, so after that happened, um. Gastille was she was pretty upset with us uh that we broke her machine but she was also intrigued and uh she was like you guys wait here I'm going to go get uh I'm going to go get some people we're going to find out about this we uh we ransacked the place cuz we we're like we know she's going to come back with some guards to try to mm-hmm. to to this is a trap like we're yeah. not safe so we ransacked the place it didn't really have a lot of a lot of stuff but we ended up taking Taking a good bit of um potions, I think, and and um, man, it did have a parasite. 
yeah, and uh, Helena Helena doesn't use the parasites, but Leona's taking a, a darker path. So that's all <laughs> on her. Um, yeah. I'm, honestly, I'm scared that these things are going to turn us into uh, mind flayers, bro. Like, the more you give into the uh, illithid persuasion and eat these these parasites, the more your more chance you're gonna turn into a mind flare at the end of this game. That makes the that makes the most sense. But RP wise, I had to. I said, <laughs> let me do something crazy. I said, so hey, is she gonna yeah. consume them? Because they always the game always promotes it. Oh, it's an illicit parasite, a true soul parasite. Maybe you should take a look. I'm like, bro. So guess what? I took a look. I mean, it it definitely gives you some some good buffs, but Helena's yeah. just not. She's she's too holy for that. Oh, another thing about that machine, the Valkisk or whatever it's called. Uh, if you get out of it on your first turn, you you'll get um a buff. I don't know what the buff does exactly, but it's called like awakened mind and. Uh, because your parasite absorbs the energy from it. But that's mm-hmm. only if you get out like the first turn instead of staying in it. That's why. But um Yeah. That's that's something that's interesting, which I plan on trying out on my mm-hmm. playthrough I do when I'm like trying to be OP. But Yeah. We uh, ransacked that place and then we were like, let's get out of here and sure enough, as soon as we go to step out Guess who's waiting for us? Uh, still with a bunch of guards. Mm-hmm. And you know, that fight wasn't that it wasn't that tough. We we pretty much took her out um fairly mm-hmm. quickly. I was worried that we were gonna aggro the whole crash at that point, but luckily it was only like five or six um NPCs and then you move a little ways down the hall and everybody's just kinda talking like normal, so we were <laughs> We yeah. were just casually walking around this crash with get blood all over us. Um, uh, uh, I'll tell you, the hardest part of that fight was getting out that damn door. The door yeah, was they locked the up. Door off. We blocked it off. I forgot one of us. I, it might have been uh, Liana that was just stuck in the fucking door. And then I cast silence because, mm-hmm. uh, oh, girl, whatever her name is, kept on... What's that? Good steel. I mm-hmm. forgot what spell she was casting, but I was tired of that shit. So I uh, put that silence <laughs> out there. I remember Ryan mm-hmm. was like, Ryan was like, that's what's up. Then when he had to go out there in the silence, he said, damn, it sucks I'm silenced. But after we knocked her out, I just ended my concentration on it. Then mm-hmm. we clinked everybody up. That's the beauty about her being a, a, basically a gish. Like she can, even without the magic part of her. She can deal out some damage. There's times where Helena will just one shot somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, Plenty of times. Yeah, that's that's always fun. Once we Especially get if she the... has her spell with it. Divine yeah. Smite or Wrathful Smite. Which once we get a little yeah. further and there's some stuff you gotta do and whoo I I experienced how hard Helena can hit and that shit was crazy. <laughs> Helena's a, a powerhouse, man. But look, you just gotta be careful how you use it. Great power becomes great responsibility. Learned exactly. that far too. <laughs> I learned that the hard way a few times. But anyway, uh, 
Uh, yeah, so we ended up killing her, um, and we're walking mm-hmm. around this this crash. I was worried. I was real worried that we were gonna get uh, sussed out. I guess. Um, uh, then we come. What I'm confused on. Sorry, guys. It's been so long since since we've played this part. The before you get to the back room, you have to go into this little area and this woman is if it's if it is a woman i think it's a woman mm-hmm. um, she basically is asking you questions about the artifact and mm-hmm. um we were very tempted on giving it to her just to see what happened but mm-hmm. um we ended up denying her and telling her no um and that aggroed her to the point where she attacks us uh but yeah so then we had another fight <sighs> And that fight, now that fight, that was a little tough. Um, a little. Oh my god! It wasn't. God. I think it it got increasingly harder because that first one with with uh Gastil, hers wasn't too bad. She just had that one annoying spell. Then the fight with that lady that wanted our artifact. She that fight was a lot tougher, mostly because we ended up getting people behind us we had to, you have to make sure that that back door is closed and will stay closed if some so if you go in that fight close them anytime you get in a fight close the door before you get in a fight mm-hmm. because if the door is open it will alert people and they will come to their friend's aid and that just makes it that makes the combat encounter harder now i think about it why didn't I just cast silence? Cause she had that one spell that would cause fear and make you drop your weapon. That mm-hmm. miss was annoying. Everybody kept that, dropping their weapon. That her doing that is what led me to realize that Helena had the ability to bond her her sword to her, where she can't drop it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to use it for that combat. But after that, I was like, never again. That um, anime uh, power up. <laughs> never. I'll never was, lose that way again. It was like uh, your character Algar in our current campaign. Um, yeah. D&D. He got feeble-minded. And after that, uh, Keon was like, never again. He searched never out again. a, a headband <laughs> of intellect. And, hey, I was hunting for that thing. I said, never again. He's like, nope, that ain't going to happen. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, her dr- making us, and on top of that, so I switched out uh, Will for Carlac, and Carlac mm-hmm. was not optimal at this point. Um, no, not optimal at all. And if you've recalled, we have briefly discussed on how every time we've had a an encounter with Carlac, it had not gone well, and I was suspicious on whether or not Carlac was even good. And at this point, while we were playing, I don't think you had really messed around with Carlac in your other games either. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So we didn't know the beastly potential that she she can do now. But yeah, Carlac was not optimal. She was just she didn't do enough damage. She couldn't get any of her her attacks. I had multiclassed her in a wrong way. She was a wild magic barbarian with um something. I think I was trying to make her a beast master. 
or something. So she only had like one or two levels in in Ranger at this point. It just wasn't it just wasn't a good um, build for her. Um, spoilers now. She is now a uh, what is that barbarian? The wild heart barbarian. Mm-hmm. She's wild a wild heart. heart. Yeah, she's a wild heart bear barbarian slash gloom stalker ranger. And that that is that a combo. Beast. That beast in it now. Oh my god! But yeah, Carlax a monster, man. I I, I love Carlax. You know, I'm yeah. jealous. I wish I could. I wish I had her as a companion because she's just so fun. But I got Shadowheart, so I'm mm-hmm. cool. I got I got You got, Bay, you so. got Gale. Mm. Hey, and, and you've kind of played around with the star more than I have. Yeah, I want to do a game where he's like my primary focus because he always get done dirty. So I'm gonna do a playthrough where he's like the primary focus. That's when I'll play my actual adventurer who's like, now nah, I'm doing this shit for that money. <laughs> Give me that. I save your life, but uh, toss a coin to your witcher type shit. <laughs> But yeah, I remember that fight just being absolutely annoying. And I think we lost one time. I think we lost one time. Yeah, I think we lost one time. And then uh, the second time we didn't, we didn't lose. Yeah, it was a tough fight. We, it was a, it was a brawl for yeah, sure. Yeah, people was getting scratched out. Yeah. Scratched them out. It was, it was some, uh, yeah, it was a brawl. And um, I know in the before that the cutscene you see them take the shard and put it in and it shows kind of like the how they get through the force field or whatever just some foreshadowing on you're gonna need that shard in order to get through this and I'm not sure if that combat is avoidable or not it could be but when I, I went back through there and I was kind of like trying to talk through it uh, it's like I felt like I was kind of cornered into a where I didn't have any other options but to fight. And that gets... Go ahead. I think it is avoidable because our buddy, when I was talking to him today, he's around that part right now. And uh, he was talking about how he didn't... I'd, I'd mentioned we didn't have an issue coming out of... Well, spoiler. You go to talk to the stranger. He He had mentioned that the stranger told him that if he left that area, they were going to kill him. And I had said, you know, we had killed everybody in that area, so I didn't have that issue. And he was like, oh, well, you you guys were just murder hobos or something along the lines of that. Killing everything. Uh, Yeah, the shard and going through it. and But yeah, and that, I'm going to have to go back through it and figure out where I went wrong. Because I was trying to talk my way out of it that time, but... I had to fight them again, but that time I had the knowledge of what was about to happen and what they were trying to do, so yeah, they, they got cleaned up pretty pretty quickly. But, yeah, so we finished that encounter. I remember that mm, they kept coming through that damn door. It was that one motherfucker that stayed right in the doorway with that damn crossbow. Pissed me off, because he killed me. He knocked me. Uh, but Shadowheart you know, she did what she did what she had to do, you know. Speaking of Shadowheart, oh my god. There's a couple of times when Shadowheart was like the last person standing and was really trying to clutch it out. And like I got I got okay, I remember I was shouting out a starian, but 
I just had a memory of some a Shadow Heart moment that's like tough. So yeah, we'll uh, and then you'll probably hear about it because it happened in this next fight, which was probably probably one of the toughest fights in the game with some very close, very close ended combats towards the end and. How many times you think we fought this guy, the last guy? We'll get into the, all the cutscenes and all the, the BS uh, he was talking. But you know, I don't remember. I know he gave us a problem, but I don't remember him giving us too much of a problem. Like it might have been like two, maybe three times of us trying to just get the positioning right cuz like we kept getting bad initiatives. And if you mm-hmm. get a bad initiative in this game, you're you can it's hard to come come back from because there's a lot of there's a lot of enemies in that area. Yeah, but I remember when we finally beat them. That encounter, I mean, we whooped their ass. But mm-hmm. that it was that one encounter. It came down to like dude had two hit points left, and none of us could hit him. Mm-hmm. Like, and he got he dodged all the attacks, and I think. uh Shadow Heart had killed the last dude, and it was just a one on one. Shadow Heart missed, and uh, no, that person walked down. But after that, Shadow Heart couldn't clutch it 2v1, and we lost. I remember that night, and we got off. Oh my god, I was so mad! I was like, I can't <laughs> believe I just got my ass lost like that. I said, We had it one. I was, boy, I was mad. I don't usually get mad at the game. It wasn't mad to the point where I couldn't sleep because I slept well that night. But I was still annoyed, like, damn, you know. But yeah, that was probably the most annoyed I've been at at a fight, uh, us losing the fight. Because I was like, man, what did we go wrong to lose that? It was right there in our hands. It's Mm -hmm. like you shooting the game winner and. Your hand just a little too sweaty, and it go to the left a little bit, and you miss it for the championship. That's what it felt like. But the next day, we came back and cleaned them up. But um, the cutscene wasn't anything um, too crazy initially. Mm-hmm. Once you're talking to him, he just uh, talking his big bad boss stuff. I'm glad you're here, and uh, and I'll be taking that artifact. You can give it to me, or you could die. Basically. That's what it was. I know um, Lizelle, she she went in my game when she's alive. She had a lot of stuff going on, a lot of shit to say. And in my game, I allowed her to get into the machine. And yeah, she had those debuffs as well. Because in order to get her out, you got to roll like a fucking 30. Because she's so mm. devoted. And I'm trying to roll, fail. I didn't have it. I think I burnt through all my inspirations because Ryan and I had just played and I had saw how she died in our campaign. And so that's in the back of my mind, like as this is going on. And I'm like, okay, maybe she can die. Because, you know, Ryan and I campaign, you know, she's not there. And at this time, at first, when Helena went in there, we didn't know about the debuffs at this time mm-hmm. that. When my game with Lizelle was in there. So I didn't know about the debuffs. If I would have known that, I probably wouldn't even let her get in there. And so it's going. We got a. I'm sitting there trying to roll a 30. I'm like, yo, she bought the die. But uh, the parasite, 
uh, or the dreamy stranger, either one of them. Because I know if you get out early, the parasite absorbs the power. But I think the dreamy stranger just blew up the machine after Lazelle got the debuffs. The voice acting was crazy though, because the way the dreamy stranger was talking and Lazelle was screaming, I was like, yo, she about to die. I'm out here trying to uh, get all the buffs I can, but nah, it was the Rapskis. But um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the Lazelle difference. On the um, you mentioned you had to use up a lot of your inspirations for it. That reminds mm-hmm. me, the guy we play, um, one of our buddies we play D and D with, he uh, he got it. He got this game for his PlayStation, and um, he was like, "Man, this game really makes you use your inspirations." It does, man. It, and it's like, yeah, for That's, sure. It's programmed. If it knows that you've got inspirations stacked up a little bit, it's gonna it's gonna fail you like three times in a row. Yeah, man, I've seen it happen. I'm like, bro, why? On why easy on easy rolls. On easy tips. Like, I like you need a ten. Ten or lower, and it's like, come on, you really gonna give me a nat one right now? Yeah. Then you roll two nat ones on an advantage. Mm. But I, mm. I'm liable to turn the game off. <laughs> <laughs> I just come back later. Yeah. I about did that in real in real D and D. Two nat one. <laughs> My keyboard saved me though. I said thank you. But yeah, um, after that fight, he had like this ability. Well, I'm not sure what it does. Uh, maybe it makes you weak to psychic damage. If y'all yeah. hear Eli back here huffing and puffing, I'm sorry. He want attention, but I got to work right now. But um, I don't know. Like, does it give you vulnerability to psychic damage? But he got all these purple strands connecting everybody's minds while he's doing mm-hmm. what he does. I remember um, in that fight, I just started fireballing shit at Shadowheart. And yeah, they kept really going over. Out, yeah. yeah, they kept going over to like the top right side and getting on top of this, like, uh, I don't know what it was, a box with a tarp over it. It was like three of them over there. Corpses burnt to the crisp after yeah. we got done with them. I was like, y'all both gonna go over there? I said, oh yeah. It's about to be marvelous. Fireball. Fireball. Yeah. Another thing this game will do, make you use your inspiration and it'll leave it'll leave enemies with one hit point. Yep. One or two. Every time. One or two. Every time. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm gonna have to waste a magic missile on this. There's been times, this happened recently. We trying to do something very important. And the person has, one of the enemies have two hit points. Uh, Helena or somebody shoots a fireball at them, firebolt, and it does one damage. Yeah, that was Helena. Helena shot a, a fireball because they had two hit points left. Two hit points and it left. It literally does one damage. And it's like this game just does not want to see you win. Like it it's you can't even let me have that. Yeah, I've seen times where like I've came in with uh prior knowledge of like from Ryan and I's run into an encounter. 
in my mind, I, I know how to run it perfectly. I'm thinking, I'm strategizing before I get in there. I know the layout of the run, the position there, how they going to attack. So, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's get it. And there's been times where shit was going so perfect, the game was like, oh, no. And I just started getting bullshitted. I'm like, what? I'm missing attacks, getting crit. I'm like, bro, what is this? So, yeah, the game, it be, it, it be gaming, man. It be gaming. Yeah, sorry to, to interrupt you. I just wanted to complain about that a little bit. Oh, you good, man. I remember, I want to say you fireballed one of them out there, killed one, and it it had left the other guy with, like, one hit point. Yeah, and he up there chilling. And then I'm missing the text. Oh, I got to complain. Spiritual Go weapon is eight, man. That thing ain't got no range. Really and, and then I see, I was playing with one of our friends. This motherfucker got mage hand moving all across the field. I'm like, why can't my spiritual weapon move around like that? Yeah. It's good. It's good for when I put it on the first target. And don't let them have an ability where they can teleport or something. I will say one thing it is good for is I'll throw it out there and let it take attacks. Yeah. It, that is good. But like, oh, okay, I'll say this. The movement of it. I'm just like, they don't give you any movement, like none at all. Like, at least match how far my character can move. That's probably make what viable. makes it the weakest because, or not the weakest, that's probably what makes it weak in that sense because it can, it can deal out some damage. It just mm-hmm. moves so slow. And here you got Mei Chan, and I get it. They're trying to balance it out. So Mei Chan doesn't hardly do any damage. So it's, it, it can go, you know, way across the map versus mm-hmm. you move like an inch or two with spiritual weapon. Like it is like it's bad, man. If you've played and you use spiritual weapon, you know how limited the movement is. Even if you use the fly option, it's like it don't even fly, it just kinda <laughs> I, I didn't know more... it's so slow, I didn't know it had a fly option. I exactly. never knew that you did that. It was a time I was trying to reach a higher level and it wouldn't fly over over the little wall thing. I'm like, bro, come on, man. It's safe fly. You can't fly over this. But yeah, I'm always complaining about spiritual weapon. That's out of everything in the game. That's probably what I complain about the most because I use it with Shadowheart so much. Because if I'm not mm-hmm. healing anybody with healing word, then why not put another weapon out that can take hits and when position right can deal out some damage as yeah. well. I like when it sits in the way of, of the person. That mm-hmm. way opportunity attacks are, are always nice. Love them. But it, it is very low health, so it yeah. doesn't take too many hits to take it out. But yeah, then the after we beat that guy, um, the real meat and potatoes of, of the story really starts mm-hmm. starts cooking because uh big old big old hologram projection of, of this gith goddess, some undying lich or something or another. She's <laughs> just as rude as the rest of them. Um Valakith. Valakith. She just as rude as the rest of them, man. She she talking her shit to you and stuff and uh basically she tells you that uh we're doesn't she basically try to tell you that we're being deceived and that we need to kill the stranger because she's dangerous 
because she yeah. too has a parasite in her head or something like that and she's being controlled by the by the um absolute for a long time now yeah something something which wrong. is like basically is, telling us not to trust the dreamy stranger because right. they have secrets and um that uh they've been trying to basically kill kill them for a long time and they trapped in there in the mm-hmm. prison and that they they need you to go in there and do it you know there's yeah. an actual way and we were real close to it because um I believe Leana was talking to her, right? Uh, I think, yeah, I think Leana talked to her. That yeah, and I was talking. You talking about oh. talking to the the goddess? Yeah, yeah. I think you talked to her, and when we went inside, I think you talked to the dreamy stranger. Because they was talking shit, like she you know, she talking shit, and I'm I'm like, uh, you want me to kill her or kill him, the dreamy stranger? I'm like, why don't you do it? And uh, and I remember her saying, "Say that again or whatever." And um, so in my other game, I tried it, and when you do that, she'll use the wish spell, which is quite interesting. The goddess using the wish spell to kill you in your entire what? party. Yep. What? That's crazy. Instant death. I didn't know that. That's wild. I'm glad you didn't do that then. Game over screen. I'm in my saying, let me chill out. Let me chill out because she turned up. Instant instant death. But and the thing is that she used a wish spell, so huh, quite interesting about her. She ain't as strong as she says she is, you know. But Yeah. And I think it had said that in some aspect, or like when we got done talking to her, we all like our characters talked or something. Because mm-hmm. I specifically remember somebody saying, I don't think she's as strong as everybody believes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, she was a fraud of some sort. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, Lazelle, she kind of, um, talks about it. That scene right there fucks Lazelle all up. She be bowing down, wants you to bow down, and when you go back and forth and say you're not gonna give her the artifact, um, you gotta actually talk Lazelle down, cause if not, you'll have to fight her. I believe really? that's what I feel that's... like happened, cause she draws her blade, and you're like, all right. I mean, I understand it. That's her. That is her goddess. But, but you know the, what? The save is easy though. It'd have been all the same. Uh, she'd, have, she'd have died by my blade instead of Shadow Hearts. You would have took her out. That's yeah, I would have took her out. So. <laughs> you gonna draw a weapon on me? And then, uh. After uh, after that, she goes. Once you pass that check, she goes. Okay, she says. Well, I trust your lead, and I'll follow you. And then after that, she had this whole internal dialogue where it's external, but you know how she like she say her thoughts out loud when she talking about I've betrayed her. Is this is this the path I'm going on? And then she start learning about how fraudulent the goddess is and. How um, what what was it? The astral realm or whatever they want to go to is really just a facade to make them subservient. And yeah, the listen. astral realm. Yeah, so uh, ascending the thing like the whole bullshit about ascending, it's all bullshit. Like you don't ascend, mm-hmm. you just die or or go whatever happens. But um, yeah. 
So talking to her and then she's like, um, go talk to the dreamy stranger. And the dreamy stranger is like, no, don't do it. But you could decide to do it anyway. So we decide to do it and mm-hmm. we go into the astral realm and once you look around you can tell this is the place where whenever you have a dream, you know, this is the landscape, this is where you are. You can look over there and see the giant skull with the force field, like prism looking thing around it. Um, so you go up. There's a few bodies around, laying around. You know, Ryan went and checked them. I don't think it was anything no, they crazy. Didn't, I don't, they didn't have nothing on them. Yeah, so. Not that I remember. Once you go up there, it tells you to only one can come in and pick your, tell your leader to come in or whatnot. And I guess they was like, Leona, you go. So Leona went in there and talking. Um, the conversation. You, go ahead. You have the better uh, charisma, so it was definitely the best option. Being yeah. hard and everything. Went in there and was talking, and the dreamy stranger reveals that you know the reason why the Lich Queen Valakith wants her dead is because. She, she has a secret that she could stop her and that she's a fraud and she's not what she appears to be. Um and then, you know, Leona was like, How can I know I can trust you? And they having this uh banter back and forth and then eventually the dreamy stranger gets draws a blade, gets down on their knees mm-hmm. and hand like puts the blades in their hand and presents it to you. It's like, if you're going to do it, go ahead and do it then. It's like, but I have been the one protecting you from transforming. Oh, they also say that the order given to transform you has been given a lot. I believe they said something like that. Yeah, and they've stopped it. And they stopped it. Um, But Leona was like, nah, you've been solid. You've been saving me, keeping me from transforming. Even like out of just self-preservation, it was like, why would I listen to this uh, gift, rude ass gift that just told me uh, all this stuff, and they sending me in here to do their dirty work? Mm-hmm. And Leona was even like, "You a goddess, you all powerful, you do it." And then I, you know, saw how you know riled up that got her. I said, "Little security." So I was like, "You know what? <laughs> Let me dial it back a bit." And so. That's how Leona's, Leona's looking at it. And she's like, okay. So, of course, I'm not going to kill you. And then she was like, you know, doing that to find her is going to make an enemy of her. And they will track you down and try and kill you. We're like, whatever. Cool. Um, we don't kill the dreamy stranger. And we get that information about Valakith being a fraud. Then we dip up out of there. All said and done with that encounter of the with the Lich Queen and and um or the the Lich Goddess and uh, the Dreamy Stranger. I don't I don't trust the Dreamy Stranger. She's too invested in things that line up with the Absolute for me, but also weirdly protects us from the Absolute. Mm-hmm. There's just some angle that we just don't have the information to yet. That just gives me bad vibes for 
you know they're they're hiding something they're definitely hiding something but it's whatever they're uh, hiding is definitely hmm. not good another interesting thing the dreamy stranger looks different for all of us involved that's true that is what, true. Does, the, what does the dreamy stranger really look like it's a psychic projection man definitely it's so what's your... a, it's a illithid it's what's a mind your, flare bro what's your true form <laughs> a mind flare that yeah. is crazy I don't know what it is. I, it could just be they thought it would be cool to give us all something to uh, just to be able to customize our dreamy stranger. But yeah. It could also be something to it, like you just pointed out. That's a very good uh, observation. Could be red herring. It might not be. Yeah. Well, with time, I'm sure we'll find out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything comes full circle. Yep. You know, everything, all that we went through inevitably led us right back to the Death Shepherds. But this time, we were able to get to a better angle. We didn't come through that that uh, left side um, that brought us up to where we were getting messed up. We were able to loop around from when you first enter in, I believe. Um, there was a better passageway, and we were able to come up and... Um, fight them at a better angle and that plus at this point we had leveled up i believe mm-hmm. so that really helped us you know take them out and that's when i um realized shadow hearts uh brilliance of the dawn ability i started using that and and that really fucked some shit up and then will mm-hmm. got high ground and he was eldritch blasting shit no mm-hmm. What was Will doing? Uh, I don't really remember what Will was doing. I do, I, you know, I I didn't use my um turn dead, uh, that I had to, right? <laughs> that I should have. I should have been using that in that encounter, and I I didn't use it. Yeah, we didn't. But that first time we got into that encounter, we got surprised like a motherfucker. But um, yeah, we went into that encounter and. Really, just wiped the floor with them that second oh, time. We didn't really have a a problem then. One, we knew what to expect, and two, we were prepared. We had them leveled up, had some more crazy fights and more experience and stronger weapons. So, yeah, we was on that type time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we finished them up pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, we're not quickly, but you know, because no was- battle in this game is quick. No, uh, that Death Shepherd hit us with that Thanos line. You can't live with your failures. And what did that bring you? Back to me. Back to me. But and uh, we we finished them off. Yeah, we finished them off. Best best tactic is to take both of them out before you try to deal with the ghouls. And and maybe if you do want to deal with one of the ghouls, I would suggest killing one of the killing that stinky ghoul. Because it, yeah. it makes you get some disadvantages or whatever. And with those AOE attacks, it had got to the point where we had killed off so many ghouls that even if they brought one back, it, you know, they come back at half health anyway. Mm-hmm. We can just oak them. Will was shattering. That's what he was using a lot. He was using okay. shatter. I yeah, Will was you. going crazy. It was that. 
Helena was throwing her holy rebuke on people, letting them do radiant damage. It was it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time though. Mm-hmm. And uh I think I think that's where we'll wrap it up. We started yeah. with the Death Shepherds and we ended with the Death Shepherds. We got through the crash, we got through a lot of things and you know this next part we started taking taking more notes and keeping tabs on stuff mm-hmm. so I would have more confidence. But this went through pretty smoothly, but uh once I got going it started coming back to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And uh, you know, we're about this next episode we're gonna move into uh the Shadow Curse. I'm really enjoying the this area. It's an interesting mm-hmm. area. Um yeah. this game is really good for giving some inspiration for uh for dm and so you know might see some might see some shadow stuff eventually in the the campaign if that's a spoiler i'm about to i'm about to get into that gloom stalker (laughs) (laughs) no i ain't gonna do that but uh no that's gonna be it's gonna be quite some time if we if we even get something like that but you know so far the game's the game's pretty fun. Um, mm-hmm. what, what would you what would you rate it out of five so far? So far, out of five, I would give it a mm, out of See, five. I want to say a three point five is too low, right? Oh yeah, but a four, I feel like, might be too. You know. Four might be a good spot, I guess. You because, think four? Because 3.5 is too low, but a four, I'm kind of hesitant because four feels like it's okay. it's really fun. But the thing about it, the things that really irk me, it has trouble with uh, with telling the difference between our characters. It has a lot of, like, just... And this is minor right here, but it's like got a little, got some bugs and glitches. Um, the camera angle is just, just garbage. Uh, I wouldn't say garbage, but the camera angle a lot of times is bad and frustrating. I'll say this: we're, we're uh, since we at the end of Act One, we'll give it a rating, and then at the end of Act Two, we'll give it another one, and at the okay. end of Act Three, we'll give it the final one. So right now, Ryan said that a. Uh, Let's say we'll 3.8. 8. Yeah. Yeah, 3.8. 3.8 is probably a good one. Act 1, 3.8, for sure. He make he making me reconsider. <laughs> I, was, I was Okay, so I was going to ask you this. So what's a game that you can think of that you would consider a 4? That you play that you consider a 4? Ooh, that's a tough one. So people can get a baseline of like your rating system because Ryan rates stuff a lot harder than I do. I I can be a little harsher. Um, put me on the spot. Uh, yeah. If you can't um, think of it, we'll we'll come back to it next episode. A four, a four. Let's see. We'll, do your do your rating, and then I'll I'm I might I might can think. Okay. Again. You know, initially when I was listening, to her, I was like, you know what? I was high. I was like, out of five. I was like, yeah, about a, I was about to say 4.7. But <laughs> after that, I'm going to bring it back down to a 4.5. 4.5. Just because of my little minor grievances. And ain't nothing perfect. But we'll see how um, Act, 
Act Two goes, and we're getting pretty. I think we're getting pretty deep in the Act Two. We've done we've done quite a lot. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with a uh, yeah I'm gonna go with a four point five so far so far. Another game I would consider a four point five would be Persona Five. Okay. See, that's what I'm trying. I'm having trouble. I'm like, what is a a good comparison game to this? That's like, because I haven't played too many turn-based RPGs. Though, thinking back, like you know, Pokemon. I I love the Pokemon franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, those have they're, they're basically turn-based RPGs. Um, but it's I just not comparable. I mean, I, okay, Great Assassin's Divinity. Creed. Divinity? Oh, I love Divinity. So Divinity so, so far. far. Okay, right. If we're getting into it, right? Divinity. I really like Divinity, and I and we've talked about this off off podcast. I kind of like Divinity a little bit better than um, Baldur's Gate, mostly because of the fact that with Divinity, you it feels like your character has a lot more options than it does with with uh Baldur's Gate cuz you're stuck in the boxes that um that Wizard of the Coast made for 5e, right? I mean, yes, Larian has opened up with opened up the the multi-classing to where you can make all these crazy combos, but the fact that there's just things that limit your character from feeling wholly unique you know um and that's that's something i think i'm i'm struggling with this game is the hype around the illusion of choice and i feel as if like i've been extremely disillusioned to Mm. it to where that's kind of left a, a sour taste in my mouth whereas divinity Divinity feels, and you know, we we are basically an act two of Divinity too. We didn't we didn't finish it because um, Baldur Gates came out not yet. But the character customization, the story, and just being able to just the options in that game mm-hmm. felt a lot more like uh, oh, definitely free flowing. And, yeah, and just just the choice, the choice of power, mm-hmm. and how you weren't limited in. We we were both able to heal, both able mm-hmm. to get great um great area of effects. We both have these uh, signature um play styles because with my character Cladius, he's a he's a summoner necromancer. Like I've got all kinds of summonings. Mm-hmm. For, for that game, yeah, and this every, game, yeah, you know, don't don't really have that. Don't really have that option. Um, if you play the cleric, you can get some crazy summons. I think it's cleric. Was it something you can get some? It's nowhere near divinity now, but you can get uh, you can get some summons. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can get some summons, but I just haven't really been interested in the summons for this game, and it's. I think it's because of of the class options for it's, divinity. Uh, like all right, or not divinity for um 
Baldur's Gate. And there's there's aspects of Baldur's Gate that I really love that I would want to see in um in a divinity game because i love the the dice rolling i wish we had more options to dice roll like in combat i feel like it should have given us a when it came to our 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 attacks we click our attacks and then we roll our dice you know granted it's it's a little bit more streamlined not doing that and just having having the dice rolls be d20s but Mm -hmm. i feel like it would have been an interesting choice to do that whereas uh so i would like to see dice rolls in divinity jumping is very nice i love being able to jump places i'll tell Um, you uh a compromise for that even if it wasn't like clicking the roll button they could have had it so like if you when you attack, you can see like a little D twenty rollover. Yeah, character's head or something. That way, it'll still be streamlined, but you'll still get that that roll, click the roll that... type. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the word? Dopamine release or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't feel nice when you go to attack and it just miss, miss. Yeah, it's like damn. It's like at least let me see the roll. And they what? tell you when you examine a the character, they tell you it's AC, but you don't know if you hit it or not until you hit or miss, you know. And that that's where it's like this game bullshitting me, right? Because yeah. it's like I can't see what I roll, and yeah. I'm supposed to have advantage on this, and I miss. Yeah, man, boy, sometimes they do you dirty, man. I've had times <laughs> I've had advantage like back to back, and I miss both attacks. I'm like, bro, oh, what was we was fighting something that had like. A twelve AC, and we had a four member party. We all out. We were all missing, and we this thing had like five hit points left, and we all missed for an entire round. I'm like, that's happened far too many times because that happened. No fucking way. (laughs) Yeah, that happened in the last combat that we were talking about in this episode. We just all kept missing that one guy, and it's like we are basically we're flanking this dude. Yeah. Four people flanking and we're all missing. That's some bullshit. That should not happen. At least one out of the four should hit this person. And all my times of playing D and D, we ever had somebody surrounded, somebody hit him. The uh, yeah, probability shows like you should yeah. more often hit them than than fail when flanking. But that's rolling is something I like. I wish. That was in Divinity. Um, it's I just the, feel uh, like it's the, the strict boxes of the classes. And you know... <laughs> I was about to say that. Oh, I, was about to say, I think it's the lack of freedom of expression. Mm-hmm. When you and, have to convert somebody else's IP instead of like your own. You know? Yeah. And I think, you know, and I've come to the realization that... Because, uh, you know, we're playing in a in a... We've, we're playing in two campaigns right now. One that I DM and then one that uh, one of the players in in um, the campaign that I DM. He, he DMs one, right? And I'm a player in that. And I'm enjoying it, but I am... I think I like DMing a lot more than I do playing because of the fact that I feel so restricted in my choices of being able to make a character. And that's why I'm kind of like looking towards Pathfinder. And I wonder how the Pathfinder version of this style of game, because there, there's a few out that mm-hmm. um hopefully we will get to. Uh, I wonder how those 
are compared to uh Baldur Gate three and, and Divinity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you even in like like you said with D and D and both campaigns, we've kind of had to, you know, change a few rules mm-hmm. and stuff to even though, you know, they promote that and they say you could change whatever you want, but for like, you know, there's some people, rural lawyers, what they call them, which like stick to it. Like they don't deviate from it at all. If you say you can't do it, you can't do it. I probably I personally probably wouldn't like that type of play because I'm like, that doesn't make fucking sense. But I'm not if the DM's like no, I'd be like, okay. I, I might disagree with it, but I ain't gonna be butthurt about it or, yeah. or ruin the gaming experience. Cause sometimes because you don't know how what people have set up and stuff and you don't wanna mess up an encounter, you know, so it is what it is about that stuff. But yeah, even in main D and D, I said all that to say we've reconstructed and moved some stuff around just to give it that feeling of everybody having their agency. own mm-hmm. yeah, agency and kind of like roles and nobody stepping on nobody's toes with abilities and that's pretty hard to do for a, a pretty nice size crew we had. Mm-hmm. Some people fell out, but we still got a pretty nice crew and it's just like Yeah. And everybody it's a standard, has their it's a standard table. It's five people, not including myself. Yeah, and everybody uh feeling good. Everybody feeling pretty. Yeah. You know, pretty I good. think one of the the box feelings that I've got for this my or like the the enclosed feeling of, of lack of agency when it comes to character creation, um, that'll probably get solved once we start doing mods. Um, I'm a firm believer in you should probably play the game all the way through without modding it before jumping right into a mod. So mm-hmm. I don't really want to do one of those until after we've beat this game. But yeah. there are definitely like I've seen there's this one mod out that has like 50 plus playable races added from mm-hmm. the from the uh, from actual D&D over to Baldur's Gate super fascinating like i'm i'm excited about that like i I definitely want to look into that um i seen there's more subclasses from the from the uh books being added or uh, the the tabletop being added into the game through mods um there was a the artificer i've seen the artificer class got added i wouldn't be surprised if some other classes got added so i think like the modding community is really going to help Excuse me. Yeah. The modding community is really going to help flesh out this this game a lot more and bring it to the potential that like because it don't get me wrong when I say that I'm not saying that it's it's failing on its potential It's doing great as of right now. I've heard I've heard things about Act Three. Don't know the details, but and shit. By the time we get there, they might have that update out. Yeah, yeah. we not we aren't affected by. It. Yeah. So, well, I'm feeling like we're being affected by the bugs for sure. Oh uh, yeah. Well, what just happened in, uh, mm-hmm. in our recent one? Our last combat we had was very buggy, and the AI very was buggy. fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm like, Terrible. What are you doing? But yeah, yeah. And Ryan and I in encounters, we rarely reload them, but that one. Yeah, bro, that was that. Yeah, I was like, he did nah. so poorly. We were like, we just, we have no other joys but to reload this because of just how 
dumb the AI was. What basically they all got themselves killed. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's that's enough. That's let's hop of our off our soapbox. We're. I, I'll yeah. say this though. I I love the game, but you yeah. know, I just got to be real with y'all at the same time. I'm not gonna get out here and you know give y'all the image that. Oh, I love everything about it because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. Issues. I don't. But when I, if you, somebody came to me and was like, should I play Baldur's Gate? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of I course. mean, beautiful game. The mechanics to it are, are ultimately fun. The mm-hmm. story's great. Amazing character. The customization, while good, could be better, um, is still nice. Um, I mean, like overall, game, it's not year. a. Yeah, most likely, which I mean, I haven't played too many games that have come out this (laughs) year, but just from what I've seen, it's been the most interesting. I do want to play that Spider-Man game, but I I don't have a PlayStation, so I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah, I'll bring mine over there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah. Yeah, I think we went on another tangent. Yeah, we did. I I, I think we're... uh... It's a good closing tangent, though. I, yeah, I think I like that format. Start off with a good tangent, end off with one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure some people that just don't care for the recap, they just want to hear us mm-hmm. talking. And then there's the people that just want the recap. So, you know, it is mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, you want to give me your socials one more time before you mm-hmm. roll out? Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening this far. Um. We're having fun. We, uh, sorry, it's, it's late, so I'm, my brain's a little fried. <laughs> but uh, it's the end of the week, too, so. Niggas work today. Tired. <laughs> yeah, we are tired. We had a long week. But, uh, man, yeah, it's, what was I saying? Oh, oh thank you. Thank you guys for, <laughs> thank you guys for listening this far. Um, I uh, just want to, Ask everybody rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz. Um, yeah. Follow us on our socials. TikTok is uh, oh, co-op champions. Uh, we're we're lacking on that, but we're gonna we're gonna pick up on those those pretty soon. Yeah. Um, you find me on most socials, though. I'm only really active on on TikTok, which is your average Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, peace out and have the day you deserve. Exactly. It is your boy Carefree. Carefree with a K. The best way, I'm rarely on Instagram. I, I'm rarely on Instagram. So the best way to see me and all my content is that the carefree spirit on TikTok. Don't forget the K. Um, post up there all the time. If you want a more in-depth look on my life and my perspective on things and just how I operate, that's where you go. You know, somebody calling my phone right now, they're going to have to hold on. But yeah, follow me there. I appreciate y'all. Like, comment, you know, engage with the poll I'm going to put down there. And I appreciate you listening, especially you made it this far. It means a lot to me. We up here grinding, you know, trying to take control, not trying, taking control of our lives and putting forth all our ideas into reality and not letting our dreams, (laughs) not letting our dreams just perish to the wayside you can always find an excuse so with all that being said i love you apply more pressure and no matter what keep it uh, going check out indigo on apple music
Oh yeah, check out Indigo, Spotify. Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, <laughs> Deezer, wherever you want it, you can get it. And uh appreciate y'all. And I'm out.